are the people I truly serve. This is year zero. Today, we have a special guest, Carr Campit from Timeline Earth, to discuss Bitcoin and whether or not it's too late to purchase Bitcoin, invest in Bitcoin, use Bitcoin as savings. And my dogs are absolutely going to interrupt me. So, sorry about that. You will also hear them in the podcast later on. But before we get into the podcast, let me remind you, if you need any graphic design work, get a hold of Ryan Bunting at ryanbunting.com. He's the guy who made the (laughs) logo for my podcast and uh, also for my upcoming book of short stories. That would be RyanBunting.com. A good libertarian guy, and he does some really good work. Also, if you are a writer and you need an editor, contact RyanBunting.com and uh, ask to speak to Trisha about her editing. Don't forget that it is that time of year for the Libertarian Institute Fund Drive. Go to LibertarianInstitute.org, donate cryptocurrency or fiat so keep that in mind Uh, i'd like to thank tom burton for the music of year zero and here is car all right man i am here with car from timeline earth you know i still want to call y'all friends against government Yep. Yeah, us too sometimes. <laughs> us too. But, uh, you, uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. It, I'm excited. Is uh, I've been I've been trying to think of a for you know two years. I've been trying to think. Huh. Oh, I need to get need to get them guys over here on my podcast. How? What can we talk about? And you know, uh, I know you've been into crypto, and I'm like, that's you know, I haven't talked about crypto in a while, and I haven't had a guest on to talk about that. So I thought it was a good time, as good a time as any to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Love, love, love talking Bitcoin, man. Yeah, for sure. And you had, you had made a comment to me that to focus on Bitcoin and leave the others alone. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that and figure out why you say that and all that good jazz. But uh, how do you, uh, I want to start off, man, like right after I asked you to come on the podcast, Elon Musk started pushing Bitcoin and uh, Tesla invested what $1.5 billion in Bitcoin yeah 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 the, there's some really interesting stuff going on um i was just dming a guy uh, one of my mutuals about it uh, th- this morning actually but uh, not only tesla but uh what micro strategy is doing is really interesting and uh you know depending on which way you look at it you could really look at it as if uh, uh michael saylor the ceo of micro strategy is kind of uh, placing a systemic attack on the united states dollar the way that he's going about this Mm. um so it's yeah it's really really interesting stuff this is the first bitcoin cycle where you know it, it turned into like almost a meme where everybody was talking about institutional money coming in um 
institutional money has been around, but this is the first time that institutions seem to have been vocally joining and getting totally on board with Bitcoin. And by that, I mean, um, letting kind of, it almost sounds religious, but submitting themselves to Bitcoin rather than coming in and saying, hey, we're going to start controlling Bitcoin saying, oh, I see what this is. I see what has been created. This is not to be controlled. We could not control it. We are just going to champion it. Um, and so that is, that's been super exciting. There's been, a, and there's, there's been a lot of big moves made. Um, and for people like me who think that Bitcoin does have a legitimate shot at separating money and state, um, I think that this is kind of what the playbook in my mind had looked like for the last few years is we need to get a critical mass of powerful people. I know that there are a lot of burn it down types that say, no, you know, we just, you know, we need to have something just for us or something like that. But, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, if you're really serious about separating money and state, I, I think getting those powerful people on board and trusting that the technology behind Bitcoin won't allow it to be, um, kind of corrupted or used against us. And I, I don't think it will. Uh, that's kind of what the playbook has looked like is getting these powerful people on board so that there is a counter to the powerful people who are not on board. Um, so that's, that's all been, I've been watching that pretty excitedly for the last, well, really for the last six months, it's crazy how much things have changed in six months. Yeah. And you know, I'm coming from kind of the same place as you, the, the separate the, the government from the money you know, type type situation. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, well, you know, if if Tesla is the first of the dominoes to fall, you know, of, of, of big sorry, sorry about that. Oh yeah, you're good. <laughs> of big companies that are uh going to start accepting Bitcoin, then um, you know, who's next? Like how how yep. fast is this going to start picking up speed and mm -hmm. the the uh the price of Bitcoin um just this year i mean i've been looking at it since 2018 and i was just always kind of like oh, i don't know i need i guess i need to buy some i need to buy some and finally new year's eve we started my wife and i started buying bitcoin okay good and um we've i mean we've seen it go up from what was it 27 28,000 when we bought it to now well last i looked i think it was yesterday it was over forty-seven thousand per bitcoin i think it's at 52 right now so you guys are you guys have almost already doubled your money in in uh, uh your initial investment two months ago right right yeah yeah and it's still super early too i you know that's kind of the that's kind of a, a mindset that even i try to break myself out of is you know if you if you take the number of utxos that's unconfirmed unconfirmed transactions so mm -hmm. every um a you count the number of addresses containing Bitcoin and you say, okay, this is the maximum number of people that could possibly be in the Bitcoin network. Right now it's at about 70 million, 72 million. Let's call it, you know, whatever, 70 million. Mm -hmm. um, and what is there? And so, and that's the maximum because uh, people can have more than one UTXO. For example, I have many, many people have many because you can have a very small amount in a UTX in one UTXO. So, you know, it could be, it, it's probably a, fra a small fraction of 70 million, but 70 million divided by 7 billion, you're looking at, you know, less than a percent of the world is still in Bitcoin. I mean, we're, we're still so early. It's still, it's, it's, it's tough to kind of wrap your mind around a $50,000 price tag for a Bitcoin, mm -hmm. um, particularly from where it was, you know, um, I think, everybody has remembers the first kind of allotment of Bitcoin they bought in the price. And you're like, a, you're cel celebrating because you made money, but B also you're kind of mourning because you're like, there's no way I'm going to be 
able to stack sats the way that I used to be able to stack sats. And, uh, and, and so we're, we're still really, I don't even think we've hit the kind of rocket ship inflection point, like what you were alluding to earlier, where is what is that critical mass of companies that start to just say, okay, this is the future. Um, and start accepting payments in, in Bitcoin, start paying in Bitcoin, maybe their employees' salaries in Bitcoin and start um, converting their company's finances over to a Bitcoin standard. And as soon as that starts to happen, I think that uh, this thing rolls over. I think it's game over. You know, it, it's it, when you have those companies and remember how powerful those companies are, um, you know, it, it's just it's going to I think it's going to be a wild ride. I think it's going to be an interesting year. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I've I've, um, I've heard a lot of people that st say oh well it's too late now i should if i were going to invest in bitcoin i would i should have done it you know a year ago or two years ago now it's too late and there are too many people involved i'm not going to be able to make any money at it or it's not going to it's not going to um make any difference in my life whatsoever so i'm glad you touched on that because i think that's um something that we all have to overcome and those that are going to come in later when they do recognize that companies are beginning to take it and they they begin to accept it they're going to be missing out uh tremendously on the benefits well yeah and not only that but if you take uh if you take i believe i worked out the math to if you want to kind of stake your claim if you treat Bit the bitcoin network as kind of the wild west and you want to stake your property claim um if you if you take 21 million total bitcoins and divide it by 7 billion people um, which is very conservative because Bitcoins have been lost and, and uh, you know, um, sent to invalid addresses and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's probably closer to 18 million. It will be the final or I say final, but uh, the rough final number. You know, you need about 0 0.003 Bitcoin to stake your claim if everybody had an even amount all across the world, which even at today's price tag is $156 worth of Bitcoin. That's not, you know, it's not that much. Um, and imagine if you can get more than that. I mean, if you get a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin right now, if you buy a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin right now, you're probably looking at being in the, the, the upper, you know, 10% of, of the, the world's wealthiest people um when this thing fully monetizes you know mm -hmm. maybe that takes some time maybe that's 10 15 20 years but um that, that's pretty cool you know you're, we're still just to demonstrate how early we are right yeah no and the i guess one of the things that held me back was the new technology and not understanding how it worked yeah yeah you know so can you can you run us through that so that people that are new to the Bitcoin world kind of understand what it is that we're talking about. Yeah, I can. And maybe I'd ask first, were you kind of a gold bug before that? I, I think I still am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that you should, you know, diversification is good, you know, and yeah. Gold? I, I, okay. Yeah. I, well, I was, I, I, I was a gold bug. I, and uh, you know, again, because I came from a particular place, and, uh, and, and my goal was separating money and state. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, gold, uh, unfortunately has gigantic flaws. Um, and that I remember when I was first kind of toying with the Bitcoin idea as, as, as the solution. And that kind of hurt, um, mm -hmm. to, to confront as a gold bug. I, you know, it, it, it hurt a lot. Um, but you know, the reality is that gold is very exploitable by states uh, as just read history. 
Um, it, it's, it, gold has historically been an incredible money, but it does have some really fatal flaws, particularly in a global economy. Um, it's just not very transportable. And so you have to start to rely on central clearing houses and some layer above it uh, that is either what that that's custodial, you know, and, and, um, and very, and, and exploitable, like for, for instance, like, you know, writing, writing down IOUs um, and, and, fiat, and ultimately fiat money. Uh, that's, you know, that's where it came from. Uh, Bitcoin attempts to remove any middleman uh, by allowing each and every individual user to run the Bitcoin software, which holds all of the transactions that have ever happened and is able to trace back every single Bitcoin to its point of origin. And mm. Bitcoin is issued uh, by the mining process. Miners are... Um, Let's see, I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to try to navigate this in the most clear way possible. Um, miners act to confirm um, transactions into the network. And for that, they are rewarded. They're rewarded with transaction fees. And for now, they're rewarded with new Bitcoins that come into existence with each block, the Bitcoin mm. block subsidy. Um, that subsidy is slowly decreasing over time to the point where it will be zero because Bitcoin is not inflationary. Um so your Bitcoin software that you run on your computer allows you to validate every single Bitcoin that is sent to you um, and, and check it against the uh, global ledger um, and trace everything back to its point of origin to ensure it is not counterfeit. It also allows you to enforce consensus rules on the network, and it will reject any block of transactions or any transaction that is seeking to be confirmed that does not adhere to consensus rules. One of those consensus rules, probably the most important, is the 21 million Bitcoin cap. Um, so when I run my software, I ensure, I say, no, I will not accept anything that breaks these rules, and I will not accept any invalid Bitcoin uh, transaction, and I will not accept any invalid Bitcoin. Um, it doesn't matter if a miner sends me a block. It doesn't matter if an individual sends me a, a transaction uh, to be entered into the blockchain. I will reject it. Mm -hmm. um, and we all agree on the global state of the transactions via a uh, accumulated proof of work mechanism. Um, and that's kind of how we all, without having a central server, agree on um, the truth. Uh, the, mo the, the ledger with the most accumulated proof of work is the truth. And, uh, and it's a pretty nifty mechanism for all of us, you know, probably about a hundred thousand people all around the globe to come to a consensus on truth, um, in real time without trusting any central server. Okay. So when, when you're, when you're breaking this down, mm -hmm. what I'm, what I'm thinking is with, with the, you know as well as I do that the the intelligence agencies are all up in our data, all up in our shit, right? There are yeah. hackers always trying to get get a hold of people's financial information. What protects you from being hacked or being um, persecuted, you know, for lack of a better word, for your use of Bitcoin or your acceptance of Bitcoin? You, you and you alone. And good luck. And, and there's no other uh, way to say it. That's it. Um, you 
uh, use public private cryptography mm -hmm. in order to keep a private key safe. And that private key is able to unlock the Bitcoins that are associated to public keys um, that are in combination with that private key. <clears throat> it is up to you to have good enough OPSEC to um, not expose your private key to anyone. And there, there are great methods that have been developed, um, uh, you know, to 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 do so, um, as evidenced by the fact that there are <laughs> tens of millions of dollars sitting on individual public keys out in space that haven't moved for ten years, and nobody's been able to hack them. Right. Um, uh, probably hundreds of millions, honestly, uh, and uh, your day to day kind of information security to ensure that nobody knows how many Bitcoins, if any, you have. Now, some of us, I'm very vocal about Bitcoin. People know I have Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They don't know how many. And uh, and I like to keep that a, a secret that only I know. Right. Yeah, I mean, you would you treat it like your bank account. You don't, yes. in, yeah. in, I, unless yeah. you're Donald Trump, you don't go around bragging about how much money you have. Mm-hmm. And even then, you're not even telling the truth. But um. right, yeah, yeah, well, right, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, and you'll see that. And there's a there's a lot of that that goes on. In fact, there's a couple high profile cases recently on Twitter that I'm fairly sure are operational security. There's there there's a pretty high profile Bitcoiner that I that had a kind of an emotional flame out about selling out selling all of his Bitcoin. You may have seen that about three or four days ago. I mm. I would not be shocked if he is running opsec. Um, and and try and trying to convince people that he got rid of it and didn't actually get rid of it. Um, there's 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 people that believe that Peter Schiff uh, is accumulating Bitcoin and you know he's a vocal anti-Bitcoiner. Um, you know it, it's it's all part of the game, man. Um, and you need to do what you do. And, and what you'll find is that Bitcoiners that have been in for a really long time uh, that you know if you are putting two and two together, you say those guys are worth a lot of money. A lot of them live very very kind of humble, private, quiet lives. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there, you know, there's a reason there's really no consumer protections for us. There's no, um, there's no, uh, you don't get your money back if it gets stolen. Right. So, you know, yeah, well, you brought up Peter Schiff and that is one thing I did want to ask you about was he's always talking about Bitcoin as a bubble and that yeah. it's all speculative and, and that getting in is a mistake because mm -hmm. somebody's going to be left holding the bag. And so what I gather from, from his interpretation of what Bitcoin is, is he think he's looking at it as like, like it's stocks, like it's wall street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas you, you were looking at it as it is actual, you know, uh, money and currency mm -hmm. to be utilized and used yes. in the future. So how do you, how do you bridge this gap? Um, so I think that uh, Peter Schiff and a lot of uh, libertarians uh, and Misesians, um try to kind of struggle with the idea of Bitcoin as money, um, probably because of the regression theorem. Um, I saw a fantastic article written by um, uh, uh, Jeffrey Tucker, actually, um, and, and, and kind of trying to f fill in or sharpen the image of what exactly the utility of Bitcoin is. And, and really, you know, he, what he was saying was you need to separate the Bitcoin token from the Bitcoin network. The utility is actually the Bitcoin network. Um, and that is a global permissionless censorship resistant payment rail that settles 
nearly instantly with finality. That is its utility. Um, it, 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 it has all of these properties of money built into it, and then it has a token, the Bitcoin coin, that rides on top of it. Um, and so, you know, this thing has real life utility, um, unlike a stock or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, a stock is representative of a share of, of, of um, a company that will ostensibly have cash uh, flow. Um, Bitcoin is a network. It's a software network that allows instant um, or nearly instant uh, uh, global payments that are permissionless. I mean, that's an incredible thing. That's, mm -hmm. that's absolutely, it's never been done before in, in the history of man. You can now trade, you can now send value or receive value from anywhere in the world without asking anyone permission, permission instantly with finality. Um, and no one can tell you no. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's completely. And not, and not only that, not only that, to, to, to kind of get step out ahead of his bubble theory, there's a finite supply. It's not like this. It's not like there, there are just Bitcoins being minted um, at, you know, ad infinitum. And it d just depends on more and more people coming into the network to, um, you know, until ultimately you reach some sort of saturation where the price will decline or something like that. Like there's a limited supply here. Mm -hmm. And so as the network grows, the, the price grows. Um, and, you know, that that's just kind of it. Uh, and, and not only that, but the, as the network grows, the utility grows because then there's more people that can send and receive value anywhere. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a positive feedback loop. It's really, really a brilliant design. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what he's looking at is he's thinking that the early investors in Bitcoin are going to dump all their Bitcoin and make off like yeah. bandits, yeah, leave, leaving people holding the bag as the price drops. And so mm -hmm. people buying in at 47 or 50,000 per Bitcoin, if, if it crashes down to $7,000, they've lost, you know, who knows how much money, you know, depending right. on what they put in there. So I think that's what he's looking at. I think he, I don't think he believes that this will ever be in an accepted currency on a right. wide scale. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think he's, I, I just think he's wrong. I, I mean, I think he's wrong and I think he is, that's, I think he's so wrong that that's why a lot of Bitcoiners I think are starting to wise up to the fact that they, that he might be just running OPSEC because his arguments are, are inane, uh, you know, at, at, at times. Yeah. Um, and, and he's smarter than that, you know, um, or, or it's just a ego thing. Um, I, I, I'm leaning more and more to the fact that it's OPSEC I, mm -hmm. because I just legitimately think Peter Schiff is smarter than that. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but uh, to not see, maybe, maybe it's an age thing too, but to not see the fact that uh, all the possibilities that this not only will enable but is enabling right now mm -hmm. is crazy it's absolutely crazy well right and and so bitcoin is it it, it protects against inflation as well am i correct well, on that it's in, oh yeah well it's inflation less there's there's right. a supply cap yeah right yeah because I mean, of the supply it's, cap it's, you you're not going to deal with the the inflationary rates that you deal with with the dollar or the the pound or whatever or gold right gold gold is inflationary Bitcoin mm. is not inflationary, zero inflation. There is a supply cap. 
There is no supply cap with anything else. It is the first thing to ever achieve um, true scarcity, digital right. scarcity, no less. Um, it, it's it's truly, truly unbelievable. Um, and yeah, I, I, and now it is inflating right now as we issue the coins, um, but about 90% of all the coins have been issued. So we're mm -hmm. getting down to very, because, because every four years, the issuance of coins cuts by four or mm -hmm. by cut, cuts by half. Um, uh, we're at the next halving in, in probably early 2024, the inflation rate, uh, of Bitcoin against its, its existing stock is actually going to be less than gold. And then after that, it will just get drastically less and less and less and less than gold. Um, until it's infinitely less than gold because in the year 20 around the year 2140 it will round to zero it'll just round off and it won't there will be no additional bitcoin coming into the system ever yeah and in the program am i am i correct in believing or that the way that that it's coded is you cannot create beyond that there there's a hedge that stops that from occurring so there's nothing to stop you from creating beyond that but everybody running the software has the option to accept it. And okay. do you think that people running the software are going to accept it? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. Right. I, my node will reject anything. My, my node will not accept information from any node that says, no, the supply cap actually keeps going after 21 million. Now I could program my node to say, okay, I'll allow some inflation after 21 million, or I'll allow a lot of inflation. I could, I could pro program it any way I want but I'm probably going to lose a lot of friends and there's going to be, a, I'm probably going to be part of a very, very small network, possibly a network of one, just me. Yeah. And so how much, when, when somebody's first getting into this, um, I, I've, I spent a lot of my time because I'm a truck driver. I spent a lot of my time listening to audiobooks and, mm -hmm. and, and listening to podcasts. So I'm catching this information as it's going by, but for your, your average Joe, who's, working nine to five, coming home, how much research do, should they be looking at putting into this? What book should they be reading? What, what articles should they be reading so that they understand what they're getting involved in whenever they start to, to uh, utilize Bitcoin? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot there, there, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge space with, with just so much going on. I would say that the, the amount of time, um, an effort that you need to put in to understand the, the core of what is going on is actually not that much. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I would suggest reading two books. One um, would be The Bitcoin Standard by Saif Adina Moose, just to kind of understand what the value proposition of this is, particularly mm -hmm. if you're coming from the gold bug side as I was. Mm -hmm. um, and then there, you, and then read one book on uh, or listen to an audio book. I'm a visual guy. I, an audio book would not suffice it for the more technical one for mm -hmm. me, uh, but everybody learns differently. Um, uh, Mastering Bitcoin uh, by Andreas Antonopoulos is, is pretty good. Grokking Bitcoin uh, is free online. That's pretty good. Um, and there, there's a, a couple others that I hear are good. I have not read. Um, so I would do one on kind of the why of Bitcoin, one on the technical how, even if you don't understand everything, you know, you don't have to really understand everything. But just um, just to give yourself a, a good gloss over of what the hell's going on, so you're a little bit more confident about about the Bitcoin network, um, and then you know read a couple how-to articles on 
sending, receiving, setting up storage and stuff like that. And, and you're pretty good. You're pretty much good to go. Then if you want to get weird, you know, and, and do more cool shit with Bitcoin, the world is your oyster. You can go investigate any number of things. For instance, the stuff that um, people are screwing around, I'm screwing around with on Lightning Network is really cool. Um, and uh, and uh, some, some software packages like BTC Pay Server is awesome. It will allow, it's an open source uh, free pay, payment server. Um, uh, so no fees, uh, no middleman. Uh, you can just take payments uh, and process payments and it'll link in. Like if you have a t-shirt shop or something like that, link in with that uh, and, and do that all, you know, free and open source. Uh, there, you know, there's, there's just a million avenues that you can go down, but understanding the core of the Bitcoin software, what it's doing and how to secure your coins, well, send, receive and secure your coins, I think is probably where you want to start. And that's probably, honestly, if you really wanted to cut to the chase, you could probably do it in a day. Um, maybe less, and you could probably listen to a couple pot select podcasts. Like I would recommend, uh, Guy Swan over at Bitcoin Audible. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's a great resource. Uh, just go through and just look for like kind of beginner oriented episodes. I'm sure he has them labeled or, or some kind of notes. Uh, and, and that will give you a rundown, but once you get it, you get it, you know, you, it's, 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 it's hard because it's, it's only hard because it's something very different. But it's not really that hard conceptually. It's just different. Um, and once it clicks, you just get it. it. You're like, oh, okay, this this mechanism has to be like this because that's replacing this in the legacy system. Okay, now this has to be like this. Yes, okay, I understand that. Um, so it's it's not hard to get up to speed with the core of what you really need to know, particularly if at first you only want to use this as a savings technology. And that is you want to receive coins and store them safely. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, and I, I just kind of, I, I kind of laugh now that I th think back on it, because whenever I started accepting dollars for work, I ha I didn't know how money worked. I didn't know anything right. about <laughs> currency. Yeah. So right. It's yeah. like, uh, got to go open a bank account. Okay. <laughs> got to get a routing number and an account number. Okay. Now I got to go give that to my employer. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I don't even know what this shit all means. You know, it was years right. later and i still kind of look at it like what the fuck is going on here you know but that's the funny thing is that once you once you start screwing around more and more in bitcoin you it's anytime my, i have to interact with the legacy finance system is a headache you're like mm -hmm. this it, it doesn't make any sense bitcoin makes sense it's very very easy it's very very simple once you get your mind oriented to that new way of thinking and then going back you're like oh my god like well, this is miserable <laughs> you know it's just hurdle after hurdle after you know business hours and then it takes three days and then i gotta call this guy and then i've got to get a routing number and account number and i've got to it's just a nightmare oh yeah well you know one of my favorite one of my favorite things is it takes them uh it takes them 30 seconds to pull money out of your account and 10 mm -hmm. days to put it back right yeah exactly <laughs> so, yeah that's never made any sense to me i'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah yep. took you no time to take my damn money yep exactly man exactly and once you get your bitcoin if you once you start you download the bitcoin software let it sink and it takes exactly zero further effort or or uh uh time on your end to come to receive and fully validate the uh the uh, the legitimacy of any bitcoin coming your way and absolutely nobody can take it from you at that point it's it's a beautiful thing man so you want to talk about some uh bitcoin software um that that you may recommend or people want to may want to look into and research sure 
Yeah, sure. I, I mean, the first thing I always recommend is running the original Bitcoin core client. And uh, that is Satoshi's, it, it's now the 21st iteration of Satoshi's original Bitcoin client. That is the, that, that is the software that will download the entire blockchain. It will itself go through and revalidate using your computer's processor, every single transaction that's ever happened. You know, it'll go through all the cryptographic puzzles and ensure their validity. Um, that way you have a full uh, um, ledger of every transaction that's ever happened on the Bitcoin blockchain on your computer. And you can, you know, hold any, uh, any, any dollars that are coming your way up to the light and say, this is real or this is not. And it's very easy to do that. You can go to bitcoin.org not bitcoin.com uh, bitcoin.org and download the bitcoin core client and when you do that you know obviously it will if you want to run the full archival version in in other words you want to store every transaction on your computer um it will it, it'll take you know you really should have a terabyte um 500 gigabytes minimum for now uh dedicated to that um these the, the software itself is very slim i run my node on a raspberry pi with just a terabyte external hard drive mm -hmm. um and uh and and you can do that now now what uh, and then that will reach out and you will then become part of this mesh network that is bitcoin that is the bitcoin network um which is really cool and other people can connect to you you connect to them and uh and you strengthen the network and you validate the rules and you validate coins coming your way. It's incredible. Um, now, if you don't want to take, you know, 500 gigabytes on your computer, you actually can what's called prune that node. And uh, you can go into the option setting and prune down to two or three or five gigabytes or whatever you want to do. And what it'll do is it'll go through and it'll still validate every transaction that's happened since 2009, but it will start dumping all the old transactions up to the most recent two or three or five gigabytes. So it's still effective to validate coins that are coming your way. Um, depending on stuff that you want to do down the road with Bitcoin, you'll probably want a full archival node, which is no big deal. You can just download it again. No big deal. Um, but I, that is really the heartbeat of Bitcoin. And that is the core of what I would recommend is your software suite. Um, there's, there's, uh, so right now I'm running mine on a Raspberry Pi. I'm using uh, something called Umbrel, U-M-B-R-E-L. It's like an all-in-one software package that runs Bitcoin and Lightning and stuff like that on my Pi, and I can connect all my my wallets to it. Super cool, super easy. I would recommend something like that. Um, uh, if you download Bitcoin Core, you can download something like Wasabi Wallet, W-A-S-A-B-I. I use that. Uh, Wasabi Wallet will automatically, you can use it as a wallet before Bitcoin fully syncs to the network. Um, and once Bitcoin syncs in the background, Wasabi will actually connect to your local node. So it's, it's using your node rather than, um, some server somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Wasabi's great. Um, yeah, that, that's, I keep it pretty simple. I, I, you know, and, and you can use the Bitcoin core client as your wallet too. That's, that's fine too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you, you, you know, really only need to download one piece of software and that's just the Bitcoin core client. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, in you know one of the cool things I've noticed here in um in the last I don't know few months I I ran into well, hold on let me pull my phone up I ran into this app called Liberty X right so I can go through Liberty X and I can I can find out which retailers 
in whatever area I am will allow me to purchase Bitcoin over the counter if I don't want to do it over the, online. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, oh, wow. I, was, I didn't know I was, that existed. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, that. that's a pretty cool thing. So I can like, it's like almost every CVS, if there's a CVS near you, you can go to CVS and you can buy Bitcoin, you know, from, from the register and they give really? you, yeah, they give you a little, uh, a slip with a key on it and you, and you go on about your way and you, you have the key. Oh my God. Do they, I mean, I assume you have to give them your ID and stuff like that. Uh, let me look at it. I'm not, I've, I've never actually purchased it that way, but I can open up the app and I can kind of tell you what huh. it's. Wow. That's wild. All right. So I can go to browse. I can either start purchase and it'll pull up the ones near me where I can buy, or I can just hit browse locations. And then, uh, let me just type in my zip. Uh, so I'm not going to say that out loud. And, um, yeah. Okay. So we got Miller's super saver, which is 35 miles away. Um, a loves truck stop. And so, yeah, if I, I pick it and then it gives me directions, it says, check your limits below. Um, and, uh, you, you purchase a pin with cash and then you redeem your pin in here and you transfer it to your wallet. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. So I thought I, I ran into that just by mistake, just running around searching and I, I downloaded it on my phone just to see what it was all about. And I was like, Hey, this is pretty interesting. So the, wow. the, the network is expanding and the way in the way that it is being viewed in the public is beginning to expand. And, uh, I think that's, you know, ultimately a good thing. And like you said, it is very early. I mean, you have one major corporation in Tesla saying that they're going to accept, you know, Bitcoin, you know, payments for their cars and, I can't imagine how many are coming after them, how long before Amazon is, is on the bandwagon. So, Oh yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah, you know, no doubt, man. but okay. So what, when, when a layman is looking at this, because you've, you've uh -huh. covered a lot of it and, and some of it, even with me and, you know, messing around with, with Bitcoin, some of it is still a little bit like, kind of like, Whoa, that's, that seems a little bit technical and a little difficult even though i understand that oh okay i see what he's saying there how would a how should a layman approach it um i would I, I would come to terms with the fact that you should you should put on you know turn your brain on it, it, you you are gonna have to kind of think about a new way of doing things um and uh I would be highly careful about cutting corners because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to lose your money. Um, but all that said, it's pretty simple um, overall. And what I would do is I would just cut out all the noise. Don't think about any other cryptocurrencies. They're all pretty much bullshit. Um, don't think about uh, the flashy products. Don't think about just download Bitcoin core, read a little bit about how it works. Um, and, and, go and buy Bitcoin, a little bit of Bitcoin from somewhere and send it to your Bitcoin core wallet. Mm -hmm. um, I think at that point, you got skin in the game and now you're going to be a little bit motivated and you're going to see um, the power that that's at your fingertips. Um, and uh, I, honestly, I think that's what I would do. I would, I would download the Bitcoin core client and then download an additional wallet if it's going to take the client um, a while to sync, like download Wasabi. And that way you're able to receive instantly. Wasabi is just going to reach out to other um, 
Bitcoin nodes um, mm-hmm. that are not yours, which is, you know, fine, uh, especially for small amounts. Um, and uh, download it and or download something on your phone, like Blue Wallet on your phone or Samurai on your phone. Um, and go out if you already have an account with Cash App or, or, you know, wherever. If you can buy Bitcoin and actually withdraw it, which I don't think you can from things like PayPal and Robinhood. So make sure you can withdraw it. Um, go out and buy $20 worth or whatever is a throwaway amount for you mm-hmm. and send it to your Bitcoin core client or your wallet mm-hmm. uh, and just get a feel for it. You see, okay, that'll, that'll get you through generating a receive address, copy pasting that receive address into, into your exchange uh, and sending to that receive address and watching it come into your wallet and then watching it confirm on the blockchain, yeah. um, you know, on the ledger. That, I think that that in itself is such a big step in the process and realizing, oh, okay, so basically I can send money with a couple of clicks and it's just there. Right. Um, I think that's a pretty big step. That's a pretty critical step. And I'm, I'm a hands-on guy, so that, that's, that's big for me. <clears throat> um, and then you can start to and, – and remember, it's really not all that complex. Really, this is just a network allowing you to transmit value anywhere so mm-hmm. you're you've you've if, if you've done that you've learned a lot already um and then uh and then maybe uh you know listen to some bitcoin podcasts and listen to some um uh read read some bitcoin articles what i would say is don't read about lightning network yet just understand the base layer that is the most important mm-hmm. um don't read about other cryptocurrencies uh and i mean I always hesitate saying stuff like that because it's like I want people to read about them to understand why they can never work uh, like Bitcoin. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just trying to save you time. Like they're pretty much all just bullshit. Um, they're they're not going to be able to do what Bitcoin can do. Um, uh, so you know, do whatever you want there, but uh, you can save yourself a lot of time by by just really understanding the basics of how this thing works on a network on a base level sending receiving storing yeah well and what I, what i found was that was my number one catch up it is it, it, paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. it's like if i'm going to spend money on this i want to make sure you know that it's it's worth the money i'm spending on it and right. and find we what happened with us is we just had a couple hundred bucks sitting in the cash app and I was yeah. just like, I was just like, fuck it, buy it. Right. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like, yeah. We're, I mean, what else awesome. are we going to yeah. do with this money? You know? Right. I mean, and that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Because now you've got skin <laughs> in the game. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I want to learn about this. Plus, you've now seen your money almost double. And and that's cool. And that gets you excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I feel fairly safe in saying if you're buying any time around now, you're probably going to see your money increase. And also, keep uh, keep in mind, like, like the other thing that that's helpful to get over is you're not when you buy Bitcoin, you're not it's not investing your money. You're not like getting rid of it into into a place where it's inaccessible. It's not like putting it in your 401k or it's not like just getting rid of money by like buying some like buying a meal or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're simply just storing it in a different currency. So right. it's it's not gone. You know, right. it's it's not like you can't in an emergency just convert it back to dollars really, really easily. So don't think about it like that. It's cash that you weren't using. So why not store it in Bitcoin? It's a, it's an excellent store of value. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you had 300 bucks sitting in cash app, not doing anything. Just flip it over to Bitcoin and just let it rest in Bitcoin instead of dollars. Easy right. as that. 
Yep. Yeah. And that, that was, that's exactly how I had to, I had to flip the script on my, on my mind. Like I'm not buying something and I'm, yeah. this is just, it's like a savings account, you know, it's just yeah, set exactly. aside. Exactly. You know? And that's how I think about it is, is, is it's my savings account. And, um, and man, once you have it set up where you are validating all your coins, you have all the coins within your control and you treat all the cash that you have as kind of your checking account and all the Bitcoin that you have is your savings account. Mm -hmm. And every now and then you open up, you know, your, your, your wallet and you're like, Oh, okay. Savings account is doing pretty well. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and you, and you, and you understand that nobody can take that from you. Um, and you can send that to anybody in the world without asking permission. Um, and it's probably going to do nothing but appreciate as the network grows. That's a really, really great feeling. Right. Right. Yeah. I've heard, I mean, and I, I don't, you know, this is all speculative. I know, I know that at this point, but I've heard people say that they wouldn't be surprised if it, it's 150,000 by the end of the year. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, and, I yeah, it, I, I, I don't think that's, I, I, to, if I'm being honest with you, I think it's low, um, but it's a little bit hard to predict, uh, you know, um, but it, it, I think the point is that over time, um, particularly if you kind of look at it as a moving average and smooth out the peaks and the troughs, um, the direction is up and yeah. uh, the direction is up for for real reasons. The direction is up because there is real utility being provided by this Bitcoin network and there is a cap on supply of the tokens that ride on it. Um, and so the more and more you onboard people, the, the higher that price must be, um, because supply is fixed and as demand increases, that price increases. Uh, so the, the direction is up unless the fundamental value that the Bitcoin network is providing, um, ceases to be valuable. And I just don't see a world in the very near future. I don't see a world in the midterm or really the long term that is going to um, not value, particularly in, in the current macro environment where, you know, central banks are doing just insane shit. Yeah. Um, I don't see, I don't see the value going away of owning stake in a, in a global permissionless censorship resistant uh, payment network. Yeah. It, it's you know i i don't see that value going away uh, so yeah i know i feel you i i i completely agree with you i just wish i would have bought it when it was at nine thousand a couple of years ago when i when i was looking at it the first time find, find, find a find a bitcoiner and they've got the same kind of story it's rare, <laughs> that, people don't, man. It's rare that people don't i trust me buddy uh, the amount of money that i've left on the table is just stupid i mean I, it's it's really stupid I interviewed but, it. The, but but the thing is stay in long enough and and you start then the next crowd below you is like oh I could have done this and I could have done this and it's like but then you're sitting pretty and you're like all right dude just wait for you know three or four or five years and then you'll have a crowd below you that's like all right you know I should have just done this and that but then you're sitting pretty you know it's that's the way it goes yeah about 140 podcasts ago I interviewed uh the crypto curator this was in, I want to say it was 2018. It was like fourth or fifth podcast I ever did. And then I, and we talked, all we talked about was cryptocurrency and he, mainly Bitcoin. And then I had Alex Merced come on and talk to him about Bitcoin. And I was like, I was really like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy some, I'm going to buy some. And I just never did. 
and yeah. then and yeah. then all of a sudden you i see it blow up and i'm like oh jesus yep, yep. <laughs> and, and and the the funny thing is it hasn't blown up yet you know yeah yeah exactly so, so it's uh you you you've you've brought up a couple of times the other coins are bullshit so you want to cover like the differences between bitcoin bitcoin cash ethereum um litecoin dash like whatever ones are you think are big name that are getting a little bit of steam yeah i mean we can um uh, the the overarching theme is that the and i said this um i i, I don't know if you heard i did a uh, kind of a beginner bitcoin podcast over on timeline earth on my show on the on the signal um the overarching theme that where i covered this the overarching theme is that all of these currencies these cryptocurrencies exist because they're allowed to exist mm-hmm. not because they say fuck you we exist they mm-hmm. they exist because they're allowed allowed by someone to exist because the security around their network is so flimsy that a group of hobbyists could get together and and totally mire their network um that that that's just the way it is i i think bitcoin cash is like the biggest fork off of bitcoin and uh i think bitcoin the bitcoin network is like 120 times more secure than the bitcoin cash network um it's they're just they the point is that this the minute if anything actually important um or anti-state like state threatening action was happening on any of these networks they would they would and could most importantly could be shut down Mm -hmm. very easily um and so I have no interest in that. I, right. I don't have any interest in a network that the state could quash at in, in covertly. They wouldn't even, it wouldn't even have to be a big operation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and no, I haven't listened to that podcast yet. It was going to be the first one I listened to tomorrow when I get back. Okay. Home. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, I will definitely be checking that out and I'll link to it when, cool. uh, in the show notes. Appreciate so it, send people your way. Great. So, all right. I, I really don't know what else to ask. Do you have any parting words, you know, and like what people like to encourage people to get involved or anything like that? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I would say if, if this is something that you're interested in, I think it should be. Um, I, you know, what, like we were talking about earlier, like what you did is just go ahead and get some skin in the game, skin that you can afford to lose. Um, but, but maybe just a little bit more than that, you know, like, like if you can afford to lose 20, maybe throw 25 in, you know, just to, just to light a little fire under your ass. What's the worst that can happen? You know, you'll lose it, man. I've lost money before it sucks, but you'll get over it. Um, I, I think at this point, you know, years ago, I remember before the previous bull market, like it there was questions like I, at least in my mind of whether this thing would survive. And now you have Elon Musk buying $1.5 billion worth of it. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, I I guess what I would say is like, you know, kind of grow some nuts. (laughs) You know, a lot of us us were buying it when it, when it was in its, when, and been far before me too, we're we're getting into this when it was in its infancy and there was nobody of any merit really co-signing it. And, uh, and now you've got people like Elon Musk and real institutional um, um, investors buying it and holding it. Uh, Not only that life insurance companies, which is insane. I mean, they're, they're the most conservative companies, um, these companies have been around for uh, many, almost 200 years in this country, which is a, a very long time for any American company. Um, the, the, they're they're buying Bitcoin and they're using it um, as a store of value. They're holding it, and so you know, 
when you look around at those people that are that are buying it and and are buying it because they understand it not buying it because hey it's a fad um you know how wrong can you go it's that would be that would be what i would say yeah 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 man and like you said just i i just encourage people to jump in and just start you know fiddling with it you know even if it's like you said 20 bucks 15 bucks whatever you got laying around just see what you can figure out because i learned a lot more by just getting involved with it and start messing around and i don't even really know how to explain to people how it works i'm just like oh okay i see how this works oh okay i see it but i i don't have enough you know knowledge behind it to be able to explain to people so yeah man yeah it's and i i don't i hesitate to really endorse doing that um because for some people they're just not learners like that and i'm Mm -hmm. a very hands-on learner but at the same time i think that that uh that I think it's the best way and I think it's the best way both because for hands-on learners and because it gives you skin in the game and it motivates you to then go and start actually learning rather than what, you know, a lot of people do. And, and I did frankly for a while was sitting around saying, Oh yeah, yeah that Bitcoin thing, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And then all of a sudden it explodes out from underneath you and you're like, shit. It's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. But so. you know, like you said, it's, it's still early. And we, uh, we can 70 million people. That's really nothing in the scheme of things. That's mm-hmm. not even. And, and, and that's a conservative estimate. I would bet. I would bet it's less than 10 million, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that's less than the amount of people that voted for Donald Trump. So yeah, <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that <laughs> we think, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. So I have no idea. Uh, yeah. We, oh, Jesus, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I, I I've done everything I can to avoid talking about the election on this podcast. Cause I was just like, that's such a fucking nightmare. Um, yeah. All right, man. Well plug everything you got to plug dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Th- uh, thank you. Um, well, first, thanks for having me on, man. I, I, you know, as I've said a million times everywhere, everywhere I go, I love talking about Bitcoin. I'm always happy to come on uh, podcasts, talk about Bitcoin. Um, uh, I'm over at a podcast called Timeline Earth. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Timeline Earth, uh, TimelineEarth.org. Um, and we have uh, the Timeline Earth main show, which is me, Bird and Aaron. And, uh, and then we each have a solo show, which comes on, uh, Fridays and mine is, is heavily oriented towards Bitcoin and kind of like, um, uh, free and open source software and, and peer to peer technologies and stuff like that. Uh, and then we also have, a, a third, uh, fourth, uh, pause who does kind of like a, a spooky, like uh, cryptid type, um, conspiracy ish podcast, uh, as well under the kind of the timeline, timeline earth banner uh, uh solo show so uh come see all of us and hang out and uh feel free to email me at car at timeline earth.org with any crypto or uh, bitcoin excuse me questions and follow me at uh tle underscore car yeah man and i i gotta tell you i want i want to i want to tell you y'all's show is so fucking entertaining it is so oh, thank fun. you man whenever i'm whenever i'm tired of listening to like scott horton and getting depressed yeah. about war and right. you know listening to pete and my mind is just like numb from all the thinking i just go turn on timeline earth and i laugh my ass off i'm like this is some of the funniest shit i've ever heard well thanks man yeah thanks man. Uh, yeah no it's it's very entertaining it's one of my it's one of my favorite shows i listen every week uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily catch all y'all shows, but I do listen every week. I listen to at least one of y'all shows. So awesome. 
and awesome. uh so y'all are doing some really good work over there and i really really appreciate y'all and i appreciate you coming on man we'll do this again we'll uh maybe do uh a more advanced course once i decide i'm going to read more on this sure man yeah happy to come on anytime all right buddy well i appreciate it we'll talk to you later cool thank you And choose well it's a game that was made for you to lose it doesn't really matter how many times it's the same old worn out story same old lines there are one dirty fingers in hypocrisy bragging on their feet of mediocrity again Don't feed them cause we don't even need them I never celebrate the tyrants out of taking our freedoms Yeah, I said fuck them Don't feed them cause we don't even need them I never celebrate the tyrants out of taking our freedoms What's it gonna take for you to see That we're living in a wrecked democracy Don't feed them cause we don't even need them I never said